strange. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap from Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the Juan on Juan Podcast. Let's get strange. When you are in front of the dead body of a friend with a piece of glass in your hand, your hand doesn't obey you. And later on, your mouth doesn't open. And later on, once again, your throat doesn't swallow. And you have to do a great effort of mind to make your body obey you. And it takes a lot of days. It was very hard, but we had to do the eating the raw flesh of our friends, but was not the, the worst of all. Later on, you can say uh, there would be nothing worse than this, but you, then you learn that always can be worse. What was worse? Um, so what's going on, everybody? Another another episode of Strange Wands. It's finally 2022. And it's, the cases keep rising and people keep complying. And everyone in my fucking family has COVID and they all have vaccines. But guess what? I don't have COVID and I never got it. So I never got the I never got the clot shot. And guess what? I'm the only one that really doesn't have it. So yeah, strange. I, still I think I already had that shit back in 2019. So. Yeah, I swear Chelsea had it a couple weeks ago, man. So yeah, that's right. I forgot that she was sick. Fever, fucking couldn't. T- every symptom, literally every symptom. But then she pes- tested negative. But they even just came out and said, like, I think it was the CDC said, well, we don't really know how uh, accurate those tests are because people were lining up to go get tested. Even if they didn't have symptoms, they're so scared, especially before the holidays, that everyone needs yeah. to go get to, it's, it's absolutely nonsense. And for those people, that if you're so scared, it's fucking crazy. If you're so scared, stay inside. Literally, just stay inside in a bubble and let us live our fucking lives so we can get over this goddamn flu. It is it's fucking stupid. The more you fucking get tested, the more you comply to this bullshit, the more it's just going to keep rising and they come up with any excuse they can to lock us up and lock us down again. It's fucking idiots. What man. if you already stay inside already? Well, then you're golden, man. Then live your life. Be yeah. an introvert. I'm an extrovert, but uh, you know what? I still would rather stay inside because I have no faith in humanity anymore. You saw that meme I posted? Which one? The one it's like the, the when, I, when I was like, a faith in humanity restored. Oh, yeah. Did you see the one um, that I posted on my story? And it's just like, uh, bro, you got myocarditis and COVID and you're triple vaxxed. And it's this guy, he's like, give me one more. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I'll do it again. Me, bro. He's like, dude, didn't, did you not read the last line of that meme? I was like, that's the point, bro. <laughs> Fucking Anton, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so people don't people don't get the, the, the joke. But yeah, do you want to jump into this shit? Yeah, let's get into it. I have uh, I have a I poured myself a GT. A good old gin and tonic. Chelsea got me, like, uh, for Christmas, a bunch of these, like, mixers. And, yes, for all the fans, I am doing a fucking sober January. We are literally recording the day before New Year's, before I get totally tanked tomorrow. Um, so we that's why we will be in 2022 uh, when you guys hear this. So I will have a sober fucking month, but you will hear probably a couple episodes where I'm still drinking because we record ahead of time. Uh, but this is pretty good. She got me a bunch of these mixes. So it's tonic um gin and then there's i got this bottle of like essentially it's just like the flavor that bartenders use for gin and tonics it's actually pretty good and then she got me a bunch of the, these little bottles they all have star wars figures on it but they got um they got like pina colada strawberry daiquiri um all these different mixed drinks so uh for new year's i'm just gonna drink a bunch of different mixed shit 
I've never been a hard liquor kind of guy, bro. I, I love hard liquor. Every now and again, I'll drink a beer or two, and that's pretty much I it. Think like certain, I think you would like certain mixtures. You mixed fucking drinks. Canadians are all I alcoholics. I do think you would like like gin and tonic. Uh, you would probably like a pina colada. It sounds gay, but that shit's fucking I tried this. I tried the gin and tonic because I have some, and it tastes like shit, bro. You got to make it right. Whatever. One shot of gin, and then a couple squirts of lemon, and then the tonic on top. It's fucking delicious, man. Oh, I think I got the tonic water with quinine, so probably that's why it tastes like shit, right? Yeah, probably. You got to get some Patron because <laughs> Patron really matters. And I'm not a gin. I'm not know what the fuck I'm talking about. So these people that buy this expensive liquor when it primarily tastes the same. Like I like scotch. I could call myself a scotch connoisseur, but I still oh, drink. Bad. I still drink shitty scotch. Red Label is everyone makes fun of me because I drink Red Label sometimes. It's a horrible scotch, but to me, it, it it's pretty close. Like, I've known people who've gotten fucked up on Red Label, like blacked <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. drunk, don't wake up like two days later type shit, it's bro. It's so, supposed to be like sipping. Every scotch is supposed to be like a sipping <laughs> thing. Fucking. All right, this my, is a crazy my, case. My cousin dude. said that he was going to bring uh, something smoke-infused, some bullshit. That sounds good. I've never tried it, but yeah. What are you Let's doing? Um, into this shit. What, what are you doing tomorrow then? Because this I'm is coming the day before New Year's. Just hanging out with the family. You're just going to do some fireworks and that's it. That's a good idea. I'm just going to have some yeah. drinks, watch the countdown, chill out. I might eat some edibles. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. All right, let's get into this crazy case and I'll, I'll, I'll discuss why I know about this case. Yeah, so did you notice that this happened on Friday the 13th? Did it actually? Yeah, dude, oh, Friday the strange. 13th. So this is called the Andy's Flight Disaster or sometimes referred to Miracle of the Andes. And we're going so, we're gonna, we're gonna to call it the Plane Crash Cannibals. That's our new band. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason. I think I forgot what where it popped up for me. It was like some article on my phone. It popped up. And I think I sent it to you. I was like, dude, yeah. let's do an episode on this. And that's why when you sent it to me, I was like, bro, they made me watch this in school fucking twice. Twice I had to watch this. And then what Chelsea's subject was that Chelsea screamed. She was like, uh, when did you go to school? It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I did graduate after uh, many, many tries. I'm just joking. But um, yeah, I did actually graduate. Um, but it's I think it was English. And I think that like I watched it. I got kicked out of school or I left schools many times. Um, so I think I watched it in English class in the first school I went to. And then I went to another high school. And I think they played the same movie in English class. And I was like, bro, what's the point for I don't understand how this really relates to English though. I think we just had to write like a fucking essay about it. I can't really remember. I was really high. So I probably didn't even write the essay or did the subject matter that we were supposed to do on about the movie and the incident. I just went and got stoned. I was like, cool movie day. (laughs) It's actually like the movie's slow, but it is pretty good. If you want to watch the movie, it's called alive. Um, I watched it, uh, three days ago, two days ago, 1993, right? Yeah. 99. Um, fucking Ethan Hawke's in it. Super young. I don't know who that is, but well, Ethan Hawke is so strange because the thing is Hollywood takes these movies and they put their own little twist on it. The people who survived this crash, they've even said like, Hey, the certain things in the movie didn't happen. Yeah. We didn't fall through the fucking, you know, through the glacier or whatever. Uh, nobody played guitar, et cetera, et cetera. So we play guitar. How they, I don't know how they survived for tw- uh, 72 days, man. That it's fucking crazy, bro. So the Uruguayan it. air force flight five, seven, one, also known as Miracle Flight 571, was a chartered it's flight a originating in Montevideo, Uruguay, bound for Santiago, Chile. 
that crashed high in the Andes Mountains on October the 13th, 1972. Did you see how far they had to go? It wasn't even that far. Like, it wasn't it, that far. It, no, dude, 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 dude. Uh, we'll talk about it. It wasn't okay. that far, but okay. So let me pull this up here. So the Andes plane crash. So uh, this says, look at this. What the fuck? So it's on Thursday, October 12, 1972, the Uruguay Air Force Force 571 plane took off from Uruguay's capital, Montevideo. On board were five crew members and 40 passengers. So this is October 12. The other one says October 13th, which was Friday the 13th. But I'm pretty sure the interviews I watched, the guy said the 13th. So Mm -hmm. fuck these people. They're fake. Maybe they took off on the 12th and they... I don't know. How long does it Possibly. take? You know what I mean? The passengers were a large group, group of friends who were going to Chile for a game of social football. Rugby. There were a rugby. few. Yeah, rugby. Fucking rugby. There were a few, I heard them say that social football, seats. and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. There <laughs> were a few empty seats left, so one of the guys, Nando Parado, invited Nando. his sister and mother to join him. Not long after takeoff, the plane ran into bad weather and was forced to land in Argentina. Here we go. The next day on Friday the 13th, yeah. the journey continued from Mendoza to Santiago. Yeah, because they did stop. They stopped at Yeah, one they point. stopped yeah. for a day, yeah. After they left Mendoza, the pilot who made the same flight 29 times before 29 headed times. south to cross the Andes. But this time, he made a fatal miscalculation. Thinking he had crossed... <laughs> thinking he had crossed the highest point, he turned north and began to descend. However, the plane was still in Argentina on the wrong side of the Andes and the yeah. clouds hid what was beneath them. Meanwhile, the team had no idea what was going on. So they're all fucking yeah. messing around on the airplane in the movie. See the right? last all picture? Around. Last picture, they're all like hanging out and shit. Guys are standing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. One dude's uh, hugging the other dude. Yeah. And, and so, again, I have a fear of heights. I've been on an airplane probably a handful of times. Right? I don't really travel all that I've much. I've been on yeah. twice. So hopefully after this, you don't have anxiety of flying, but this is fucked up. Yes. But how does that guy fuck up though? Do you think he was drinking or some shit? It, is, Canadian? it is literally, literally the pilot's fault. Both of them. 29 wow. times they've done this and they, it's literally, it's the pilot's fault. They missed calculated where they were uh, because the weather condition. And then they flew too low because they thought they were going like, they thought they were past the mountains and essentially they fucked up. And it was, they were like, oh, we've done this 29 times. Is that, is that thing where you get comfortable? You know, you're comfortable doing something so many times. You're like, I'm not going to fuck it up. And then you fuck it up. Yeah. The guys were laughing and joking when the plane crashed. Nando Parado explained, I just remember the force of the impact. Then something hit his head and he was in a coma for a few days. The initial crash killed 12 people, including the pilot. 33 survived. It was a very strange impression to see your friends dead. I mean, yeah. they were lying there on the snow. They had the same clothes you had, but there was an invisible line of life and death between you and him. So Remember crazy. Roberto Canessa. He then continued, it is a place you have to go to understand it. You get the shortness of breath, and then you will understand how we didn't have enough strength to bury our friends. We didn't even have the earth to bury them. That's fucking it's wild, crazy. bro. And if you, I, I do urge people, it is a little slow, but the movie is good and, and does yeah. show a good representation of what ha- happened. Um, but it's crazy when they're all flying out the back of the plane. It's intense. Like yeah, they did a good I, I job was, at the, <laughs> I won't lie. I fucking sent you that clip and I was laughing. Cause it was kind of funny. It's like, Whoa! they're all like getting shot out of the fucking end of the plane, which 
Um, I don't know what would be worse, dying on the impact of when it hits the ground or flying out of the back and then being like you're like shot out of yeah, a fucking jetpack. Yeah, because jet think about it. If you fly out the back, right, because all the seats just – because it was only the, the front the, – the front the, end, the yeah. wings got fucking torn off. Yes. The back end got torn off, and then it was just a fuselage. The front part of the airplane yeah. just crashed on like a fucking torpedo. Yep. So imagine flying out the back of that, dude, still being alive. Let's say you land in some snow. You're tied up. And you're still alive and you just freeze to death. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, because in the movie they do show that later on when we get to yeah. it, they find the the back end of the plane uh, and it's and they're like, oh, wow. Look, negative, more, up more to negative people. 35 degrees below zero. So 35 degrees below zero sometimes. Celsius? In the, in, in, Celsius? No, degrees. I don't know what the fuck that is Celsius Probably figured Celsius. out. Celsius. I think so. Minus 30, I would think it would be Celsius. Well, Which is extremely guys, fucking cold. Extremely cold. Yeah, we'll look it up. The survivors were left with no warm clothes, and their only food was a bottle of white rum and two bars of chocolate. Chocolate. S- surrounded by nothing but rocks and snow, the Andes would be their home for the next 72 days. This 72 was so far days. up <laughs> the mountain that not even any animals were there, so they couldn't fucking hunt any animals. No, no nothing was shit. there. And even when I watched this doc about it, the guy's like staying there, and he's like, you cannot breathe that well. And he's like, it is eerie because it is dead quiet. Dead quiet. Imagine being in a place that's so beautiful, but so. They talk cool. about that too. He's like, you know, yeah. we're like, we're, we're like, you know, on the brink of death, but then around you is like the most beautiful scenery. That's fucked up. So yeah, he says it on this. The first night was horrible. You know, people dying, people crying, people screaming. But in the end, this night goes away and it appears. Saturday. Saturday was a great day. No clouds in the sky. Beautiful. You know, the Andes are in a kind of way beautiful and another horrible, said Carlos Paez, whom they called Carlitos. Carlitos. That day, that day two planes flew above them and neither one saw them. I mean, and imagine hmm. that. Oh, man, such a doubt. And they're all excited. They're like, yeah, they saw us. And they're all excited. They literally thought it saw them because two planes flew overhead and they're like, I don't know how the pilots made these weren't paying attention, but like how they just didn't see them. It's such a, it's, you know, it's right there. They're in the middle of like a fucking huge gaping open fucking, you know, land. Right? I mean, you would think though, I, I watched this video dude where the guy goes on Google earth and he goes to where like he tracks the, mm-hmm. the flight and, and you can't, I mean, it's crazy, bro. And how you mentioned, yeah, they didn't have to go that far, but still it's, with no gear, dude, yeah. no warm clothing, no boots, no nothing. That's a fucking hell of a hike. Okay. So that's yeah, fucking crazy. Meanwhile, Nando Parada, who had hit his head, was slowly coming back from the coma. He recalled that moment. I realized that there were faces close to me and they were my friends. They were saying, Nando, we crash. Nando, can you hear me? We crash. We crash. But what his friends didn't know was that they saved his life on accident. Yes, this is fucked. This is crazy. <laughs> so after the crash, believing Nando had died, they placed his body with the other dead outside the plane. There, Nando's head was in the snow where the freezing temperature stopped his brain from swelling and kept him alive. They literally that was the saved dude that him. hit his yeah. fucking head, his face on the wall, right, when they yeah. crashed. And they That's he crazy. survived, and they they kept him alive without even, like, with thinking he was dead. It's such a crazy coincidence like and i don't believe in coincidences i think everything happens for a reason so there was a reason he was supposed to survive and it was probably to get them the fuck out of here but because you know that how crazy that is that's something well, like if, so if they would have just kept the, him in the plane he would have died if he kept one of the, the heat. one of the things that really did save them dude so most people would not survive the trials and tribulations faced by the passengers of the uruguayan air force flight 571 
They were incredibly resourceful and showed amazing cooperation under the most trying circumstances possible. Well, they all worked together. They also got one stroke of luck. Roberto Canessa just so happened to be a medical student. So this dude knew a little bit about anatomy and all this shit. So he was able to, you know, work his magic and they were able to just get by. It's like it's like that show Lost and they have the doctor and he just goes around fixing people's shit. So lost. they put him outside because they thought he was dead. His brain had been swollen, but they actually kept him alive. When he woke up, his first thoughts were for his mother and sister. I asked about my family and they were very blunt to me, very tenderly blunt. And I watched this, this interview well, when he was talking. Yeah, it was his mother died, right? Like on impact. Yeah, so they told him his mother was dead. When he, when he asked about his sister, they said she was very badly injured. Yeah, she was, yeah she was injured. And like he stayed with to, her until she died. Yeah. So imagine this, dude. You brought your mom along. You brought your sister along to have a good time. You whatever. feel so Everybody's guilty. laughing. Yeah. Can you imagine, dude? Because you're like, you, you know, I brought them for this you know, trip. And if he didn't bring them, um, then they would have. Sur- still be alive still be alive which is you that's fuck, such a bro. blame that you put on yourself probably i can give it to so you. this that same day they were looking around and they found a camera and a radio on the 10th day while listening to the radio they heard the search from them had been called off yeah this and is where, where all like yeah, they just where all feel, hell breaks yeah. loose like fuck can you imagine bro you would feel after seeing those two planes they're like, they're coming back. They're coming back. Even the movie they show this like, yeah, awesome. And they start like drinking the fucking vodka and shit. And, uh, cause some things say uh, wine and then some things say it was a bottle of vodka. And yeah, yeah. you know, they're kind of like, they're like, yes, like this, we'll get like, we'll survive. They're going to come res- rescue us. And then they find that radio and they hear that they called off the search. And that would be the biggest downer you've ever felt in your entire fucking yeah. life. I mean, in the movie, they acted out pretty well. Yeah. Could you imagine how their heart dropped when they fucking heard that? Imagine meeting the guy just holding the radio there, listening to it. It's like, yeah, fuck those people. They're all dead. Let's just keep going. Yeah, it's worse you know than I mean? finding out, you know, that you got crabs from your girlfriend. I can't <laughs> recall. I can't, can't relate to that, Tom. That's a downer. So Canessa recalled how he felt. It was a very strange sensation, feeling that the world is alive mm-hmm. and they consider you dead. dead. Yep. Nando Sometimes. added... When you're abandoned to die at, you know, 13,000 or 14,000 feet with 35 degrees below zero, no food, no water, no help, no rescue, you turn yourself into a survival machine. (laughs) The friends were alone with no help coming in on the brink of starvation, but then the choice was made that saved their lives. So the yes, technically what they did wasn't cannibalism okay they referred to it as and i'm gonna probably butcher this shit anthropophagy anthropophagy i think that's how you yeah, say it. eating yeah. of human flesh for the needs humans. to survive though yeah the term is derived from the spanish name caribales or Cannibales for the Carib, a West Indies tribe well known for its practice of cannibalism. Yeah, widespread and, and, custom. Yeah, going back into early human history, cannibalism has been found among peoples on most continents. There's so, there's tons of, uh, of can- cases of cannibalism. We literally have done two episodes on cannibalism. Uh, my, me and my cousin did one, the very second episode ever. 
of Strange Brew, but also me and Billy dived back into it um, like a year ago. And there's so many stories of cannibalism and history of cannibalism. We even did one, me and my buddy Raz, um, while Billy was away, we did uh, Sacrifice of, to the Gods, which is all about cannibalism and sacrificing children and stuff to the gods. But it is uh, it is a crazy thing because this is documented, right? They have the ability, it's, you know, it's in the, you know, it's not... It's too, it's a little recent. It's not too recent, but still recent in history comparatively to other things. But there's many times I could imagine that have never been recorded about people eating other humans to survive certain certain things. Yeah, they they so before all this, obviously they were very resourceful. They had smart thinking. They skinned the seats of the plane for for blankets. Made sunglasses out of the windscreen of the cockpit. So smart. Fashioned shoes out of the bottom of plane seats and erected hammocks for the injured at night. They urinated in their rugby balls because, according to Canessa, if you went outside, your pee would freeze. What? So, oh. Was it would it freezing your dick? Oh, I would think so. And then you could you have the chance that it breaks off? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I, I didn't get that part. So eventually, cool. the guy who lost his, Canessa, I think it was, the guy who lost his mother and sister... He was the one that came up with the idea of... Wasn't that Roberto? Or was the guy with the head injury? Roberto. Well, yeah, it was. The, yeah, yeah, Roberto. Whatever. I'm, I'm getting them mixed up. Anyways, he, he was the one that came up with the idea. He said, let's fucking eat the pilot because we don't know him. And it was his fault anyways. Yeah, yeah. So let's eat that motherfucker. You know, I know what I mean? I joked about it. So the difference is that cannibals kills human for, for meat while the rugby team only ate their friends who were already dead. And uh, I guess that makes sense. So we I guess had to sense. eat. They, they brought up that idea. We had to eat these dead bodies and that was it. The flesh had protein and fat, which we needed, like cow meat. I was also used to medical procedures, so it was easier for me to make the first cut. Didn't they cut the, the decision, ass? In the movie they did. They fucking, they literally, <laughs> they the dudes the were ass. literally eating ass, yeah. <laughs> the decision to accept it intellectually is only one step, though. The next step is to actually do it. And that was very tough. Your mouth doesn't want to open because you feel so miserable and sad about what you have to do. Would you do it, Tom? Would you? Would you um, eat some ass to survive? Yeah, I'd, I'd pull an Albert Fish. Who's that guy? You don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't uh, throw back to the Albert Fish episode. Go check that out. Um, <laughs> Albert Fish was a serial killer, uh, technically the the werewolf of um um um. God, I can't think of this. Uh, but essentially, he's known as the Boogeyman. Um, the werewolf of wisteria, but he ate a little girl and he cooked her ass and then sent the letter to her mother and said, Oh, do you remember me? I came and I called upon your son. But then when I saw your daughter and she was playing on my lap, I decided to eat her. And then he months later, if not, if I mean, it might've been years later, he wrote a letter to the mom, uh, Rosebud, uh, was a little girl's name. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Rose, Rose, uh, uh, and he's wrote a letter to her mom and was like, "Yeah, I uh, I ate your daughter. I cooked her like a um, a roast, and I ate her ass, and it was delicious." He said and wrote this to the what chick's the mother. Fuck? Yeah, she so was eight, what a sick eight years fuck. old. He was a sick fuck, that's for sure. And when he died in that electric chair, he's a sadomasochist, so he put a bunch of pins in his bum bum. He liked shoving pins in his ass cheeks. And then when they put him on the nice. frying chair, it, the frying chair like fucked up and probably made it worse for him. But he loved pain, so it was a win win. Wow, what a piece of shit. So Nando, when when they finally came, these are some other quotes that I want to bring up. What are we going to do? We have to eat the only protein or the the only proteins are the dead bodies of the people that were in this plane. You I would know, have thought about this think, day too. You know, everybody is thinking the same thing, he said. 
And then he says that your mouth doesn't want to open because you don't want to swallow the piece of a, of a dead person. And then I thought of my mother and she told me if that she, uh, of my mother, what she had told me, if one of my sons dies, I couldn't make it in life. That's I would what die kept myself. him going. So I said, for not giving up, I have to eat this piece. I just swallowed it and nothing happened. And and this is, this is my favorite part. Yeah. The first bite for me is like your first sexual relation. You I have heard that on the expectations. interview. <laughs> lots of things are going to happen. And then after it happens, it's over. Life goes on. The taste is like raw meat from a cow or whatever. Throw back Albert and they Fish had, too they had to meat. eat it raw because they didn't have anything to light a fire. No, they, and it, that's why my thing was in the movie when they're like, they have all these, they have lighters. They're lighting cigarettes. The whole movie, they're smoking cigarettes. It's Hollywood, bro. I know. They have an abundance of cigarettes. In that movie, everyone was, yeah. every fucking scene in the movie, they were smoking. So, you know, like the tobacco industry is like, you know, I know this may not be true, but could we say they crashed with like five cards of cigarettes? And it's like, I'm sure they did have a couple because... Were they camels or some shit? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you see them and then the camels in the background and the, on a yeah, poster yeah. on the plane. But even I like... I want you to post this picture, dude, of where they're sitting because they had found a camera. Yeah. They're sitting in that human rib cage is right next to them. Yeah, yeah. I want it. We'll post that. We'll maybe use that for the art because there's a couple of actually crazy photos uh, from this. But even like just, just a weird throwback uh, to Albert Fish, he made his son eat raw chicken and his son was like, I'm not eating this shit. And he's like, you gotta eat it. He like ate raw raw meat all the time the fuck and chicken like poultry is like the worst thing you could yeah, eat raw. I know. it's fucking strange dude fucking get salmonella so after all this you go holy fuck this is crazy this can't get any worse no. but it does bump 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 wait but it say <laughs> but it does <laughs> <laughs> on the 18th day an avalanche hit and buried 27 of the guys. Nando said about the experience, it was so fast, like lightning, like lightning hitting you. More than a dozen men lost their lives that day. <laughs> As time passed and hope was fading, the remaining survivors realized they had to cross the Andes and find help. The choice it's for the, the mission fell on Nando and Canessa. And the, one of the guys that was buried, he said, this is how I'm going to... On one of the interviews, he goes, this is how I'm going to die because... I, I just knew I was going to die. I was buried. Un- they were buried under the, the snow for days, bro. Yeah, after the avalanche it, it, hit, it was After fucked. the avalanche. And the dude's like, yeah, I was just laying there saying, this is how I'm going to die. He's like, I had a warm sensation between my legs because I pissed my pants. Yeah. And then somebody like unburied him right there when he was fucking thinking that. So can I, you imagine, I bro? know. And that's, uh, imagine, imagine being the guy, because the guy that broke his legs, I was like, when we were talking about this earlier, I was joking yeah. about imagine, imagine being that guy and he's like falling asleep and they go to eat him. Like, bro, bro, I'm still alive. Stop eating my fucking <laughs> legs, man. But uh, yeah. it is uh, it is kind of fuck considering because even I think it was Nando that said, like, I'm going to have to do this um, because if I stay in this plane, I'm going to eventually have to eat my mother and my sister. Yeah, bro. And I'm eventually going to so, have to eat them. So they decided to go on a hike, right? And the reason that he went was... Because of that, because he didn't want to have to eventually eat his mom and sister, which they didn't end up eating them, uh, you know, in the end, they didn't end up having to eat them. There's but, one guy in the corner and be like, that's my mom, bro. And he's like, yo, she tastes the best out of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they went on a hike with human meat wrapped in football socks. Yep. So Carlitos explained how Nando's motivation was that if he stayed, he would eventually have to eat his, his mother and sister. Mm-hmm. Canessa, the second volunteer, said, nothing is tougher than to die sitting there. 
on December 12, two months after the plane crash. Two fucking months, bro. So crazy. Nando Parado and Roberto Canessa left the, the crash site and headed west. They had no equipment, no climbing experience, and their only food was human flesh wrapped in football socks. It took them three <laughs> days to climb Rugby the socks. first mountain. <laughs> Nando remembered that moment. The worst part was the last part of the third day when I reached the summit of the mountain. I thought I was going to look into a green valley with roads, and then I realized I was in the middle of the Andes. I couldn't see anything but peaks and peaks and peaks surrounded my mountains 360 degrees around. I know, and then, the, imagine yeah, and then the movie, he's like, come up here, bro. He's like, go get, go get you, because three of them in the movie <laughs> went. He's like, go get yeah. him, go get him. And then he goes up, and he's like, there's nothing but mountains, man. What the fuck did you bring me up here for? And he's like, if we go way over there, like way, way over there, there's probably green fucking the valley, because they had a map. And they could kind of see that they like essentially there is a valley of you know greenery and it's not fucking snow covered mountains. They could have, yeah. there's spring well, that, water and all that type of shit. That just has to crush your hopes, dude. I can't imagine how helpless these people must have felt. You know what I would have done? The circumstances, bro. I would have jumped off that mountain right there. Like fuck it. <laughs> and it's like, well, we, Tomcat could have survived. You know, we found out that you know we're able to do this, but he just decided, all right, I've had enough of this, and he jumped off the mountain. Would you eat the people, dude? If I had to, yeah. Did anything to survive? You know that moment of like survival instincts. You're, it's going to kick in. Um, and according to some conspiracy theorists, Anton didn't want to agree with me on this one, but uh, you know, and McDonald's has a bunch of human meat in it. Supposedly, a lot of fast food has Dude, human no, meat. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> you fucking conspiracy. You fucking Alex. It's Jones. a conspiracy. McDonald's has human meat in it. So. On a different note, Canessa revealed what kept him going. My compromise was to give a step, and that is something I learned in life. I don't look at the mountain. I look to my next step because there are lots of things that are uncertain in life, and you don't know. But if you don't take the steps, you will never know how far you go. And so <laughs> you know what, the you know perseverance... What his mo- you know what his motivation was, though? He's like... He's trying to I, get some pussy, bro. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, he's like, now that, he's like, now that I've eaten real ass... When I go back home, I'll be so good at eating my girlfriend's ass. So he still goes biting it. He's like, that's not how it's done. The perseverance paid off because at one point there was no more snow and a river appeared. On the other side of the river, they spotted a Chilean farmer. The that's farmer, so Sergio. crazy. They don't show that in the movie. They just show them like they're running and they, they see like the, they drink from the spring water. They're all excited because they see essentially – um, there's like area that is pretty much no snow. It's there's vegetation. Essentially there's animals. Yeah. It doesn't show them going to the it's farmer, Hollywood, bro. I know, but that would have, why wouldn't that be such an important part to be like, they find some farmer and he's like fucking the pig in the back. He's like, sir, sir, please, please help us. He's so like, Jesus, Sergio, my sex session. he took a rock, put paper around it. And together with a pencil, threw it across the water. I was going to say that they chucked it at the guy's head. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine they chucked it and they fucking start eating him. They fucking fucking start eating him. That'd be crazy. But they explained that they were from the crash. And then they had to stay there for another day. Homeboy left. Oh, fuck. And then when they came back was when they rescued them. And then eventually they sent help up there. Yeah, well, he leaves on a donkey. And they're like, man, we might have to fuck his daughter when he's gone. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So 
When they when they find them, they send up helicopters and back at the crash site, Carlitos recalled the moment he heard the helicopter arriving. They started hearing the, the beautiful plane, noise yeah. of the helicopter coming and then they appear. Those beautiful birds, you call them freedom birds. Mm-hmm. Sixteen men were saved, twenty-nine people had lost their lives. And Cool. They were saved. They had to do two trips. So when they went to go get the first people, uh, the weather the next day was fucked up or whatever. That's so, fucked. So some people had to stay for another day, but they had left people with them. Did they but leave then, them food? When yeah, they, they bring left, food, they, blankets. They, they left people. They left some people with them to like take care of them. Yeah. So like they left people sense. with equipment. So there's this interview that I was watching, and the guy they were there was all of them together, right by a helicopter, and they were like, yeah, so. The guy goes, it was in Spanish. They ask him like, hey, you know, do you have any family? And he goes, well, I had my mom and my sister with me here. They're over they there. <laughs> but they died, right? And then he goes, so how were you guys able to find the sustenance? And, and, and this is all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And the food, what did you guys eat? And then the yes. guy hands the fucking, he puts the mic in front of the guy's face and the guy smirks, bro. And then some guy, some guy in the back goes, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that right now. He goes, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to answer that right now. So after the fact, the joy of their survival turned into a horror when it was found out how, the, how they survived. And Nando says, I know a hundred percent of the people who might be watching this program. Cause this is an interview. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have done it. If you were there, you would have done it. He People said. do crazy things to survive. Trust me. Yeah. So after the fact, Carlos Paez Carlitos turned his experience into a career. He spent years traveling the world. Uh, Robert Canessa uh, became a, a children's doctor, a cardiologist. Mm. And he also How's that going for, for him now? <laughs> well, I, he's still a doctor, I think. <laughs> All the children and, myocarditis. Uh, <laughs> Nando Prado became a fucking race car driver, bro, for 25 what? years. And uh, he had a, he had a family and everything else. And so when asked what we can learn from his experience, Roberto Canessa said the following in life, your plane might fall once you must be ready for your plane crash. We receive from life lots more than what we need. And we do a lot less than what we can. Mm -hmm. If you have a decent kind of food, if you have decent kind of food to eat, if you have a bed, if you have water, then he stopped because he was crying. And I I watched (laughs) it. Life is more simple than what we think. We really make it complex. And all three men are still alive today. And you can actually go on an expedition with one of the guys to the Andes crash site. And they take you really? up there. And there's a memorial there right now. I know. I've and there's the still memorial. some pieces of the plane it's there. pretty like, much buried, but just fragments yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fragments and just like seats <laughs> and shit like that. I would have been that annoying kid that's like, sir, put on a sleeve. Be like, what the body taste like? He's like, I heard it tastes like pork. Did it taste like chicken? And he'd be like, I can't talk about this anymore. I've ta- like, I, just, I don't want to talk about it. Like, but sir, what was it like to eat human? They they talk they talked about it, dude. Like as far as they're pretty I mean, open the whole, about it. Yeah, I've the, seen yeah. The whole thing about this story is they had to eat people to survive. Right. That's what get, that's what really gets everybody. Yep. But they that one of the guys said I forgot who said it. He said that it was a, in his book. One of the guys wrote a book about it. He says that it was a very spiritual uh spiritual experience yeah. for him because he felt that when he consumed those other people it was kind of like they were in him and he was you know like he was because oh yeah now, now, now i remember what he said he said that he recalled when he when they were eating the people 
of yeah. Jesus Christ and his 12 disciples when they were doing the last supper and yeah. they give him, you know, a piece of my body and, you know, the, the wine is the blood. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, who thinks about that? Because then the church, bro, the church condemned them and we're like, you guys are fucking, you know, you guys committed heresy or whatever the fuck or, uh, you know, Christ sin. is a symbol, a symbol of fucking cannibalism. That whole eat the body and yeah. drink the blood shit is a symbolism of cannibalism, man. And then when the church found out why they had to do it, the church like forgave them. They were like, oh, no, you know what? It's cool, bros. What's well, like cool. when warriors would kill uh, their enemy, especially if they were a strong warrior and they battled them, mm-hmm. they would eat their war the warrior's heart because they wanted to gain yep. their powers. That's yeah, and 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 these people they actually ended up eating the organs of these people. They they ended what? up eating the brains. Yeah, bro, they ended up doing a bunch of shit and eating a bunch of parts of these people. And I think it's it's a very horrible. Uh, I'm surprised uh, they're getting so, diseases because Anton's like they probably get like mad cow or whatever the same yeah, that, sort of that's, disease. Yeah, that was another thing that I thought about too. And Maybe so because their so, their body was just trying to eat whatever so it had. There was another guy, Strouch, and he says here. And at last, I was convinced that the only way to live that that I was the only way to live human meat. <laughs> I want to live. I was very young, and at the beginning, when I realized it was what I was going to do. My mind and my conscience was okay, but physically it was very difficult to get in, to get it in the first day. Even to us, they were very small pieces of frozen meat. It doesn't taste anything. It doesn't taste anything. I get used to it. At, and at the end, absolutely disconnected with the origin of that food. Yeah. So, and that there's one dude that was like 18. He was like the youngest, youngest, uh, the youngest rug, rugby player on their team. What the fuck yeah. is that Nicholas Cage thing in your background? I can see his eyes and his nose. I know the cutout, but is that a pillow? Oh yeah. Yeah. What I got a new fuck? pillow, bro. I was like, <laughs> all I saw was the eyes looking and I was like, what the fuck is that thing? It's my new pillow. My, my girl got it for me for Christmas. So now dude. you can sleep on Nick Cage's face. So check this out, bro. So what we can end it with this Garcia. Yeah. This is an interview that they were doing Garcia yeah. Navarro, which is the interviewer. And so two members of the team dressed in only street clothes miraculously were able to make it over the mountain and find help. And after almost two and a half months and 16, the 16 survivors were rescued. But the hard part was not over for Eduardo Strach, which is the, the guy who, who also wrote a book. Yeah. He says reintegrating himself back into, into society was hard. Every person he looks at, he's like, food? <laughs> food? But at the same time, he found that he had grown spiritually during his ordeal in the mountains. And he said, he replies to him, he goes, my body and my mind start expanding in the universe. It was really amazing just to manage my mind, my thoughts. I realized the power of our minds. Our minds are amazing and we yep. can change the direction of our life if we propose to do it. Holy fuck, dude. Honestly, my fucking hats off to these people. I don't know if I would have been able to do it. I'm afraid of heights. I yeah. fucking hate the cold. I would have probably just See, I, I would have ate the. Ate, I wouldn't have no problem eating the people. Um, my problem would be uh, the cold weather. It's like, who wants the dick today, huh? I want the balls. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> fucking <laughs> crazy. But there's certain certain parts of the body that are better than the others. It's just it is kind of crazy. But what it's an, like, it's just like animals, dude. What a uh, crazy, crazy uh, case and story. And I'll never forget watching this in English class while I was high as fucking like fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was the Andes uh, disaster. Plane crash. The, disaster, yeah, that, the fucking that, plane that. crash cannibals. That's what me, Juan, and Anton's new band. Uh, Juan <laughs> plays the uh, the guitar, 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 guitar. No, he, you play the guitar. 
No, the guitar, motherfucker. <laughs> I play guitar. Guitar. <laughs> uh, Anton uh, plays the, the triangle. <laughs> more cowbell, Anton. Yeah. More cowbell. You fucking see him in the background. <laughs> and um, I play the, the tuba. It's a really um, weird offset kind of And folky. Billy's on vocals, bro. <laughs> yeah. My Let's name is Billy. <laughs> Fun fact of the day. Yeah, I finally, I finally got that recorded because he, he's like, "Were you doing this for? We're finally doing this." I make him do it every time, so I finally cut the audio from uh, the uh, Spring Hill Jack episode. He's like, "Let me do it once, really good." And he's like screaming his fucking head off, and I'm like, "All right, I'll finally let you off the hook." I mean, it's fun seeing him do it. So that's I know. The whole point. I'm just gonna keep it on there in case, and just be like, "Oh, I forgot. I didn't have it on today," and I'll just make him do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so- shout out, man. Uh, be prepared for some lives coming up. We definitely have one that we're going to do in February. Um, we'll see if it's sooner, but we're definitely doing one uh, the week before Valentine's Day. Because Valentine's Day is on a Monday, so we'll probably do a live on maybe the Friday, most likely. And uh, I, I think that's a good one. I like doing ones around occasions because there's things you can talk about. And I'm going to try to, we'll get some, we got some funny clips for the Christmas episode. We're going to try to do that more often and have maybe some more interactive things that the fans can join in on. Stuff like that. Yeah. I think that was our best live. That was super that was, yeah, fun. Hilarious. And we just kept going. Yeah, I had a fun time with that. Yeah, too. we'll we'll try to keep that going. Billy will try to come on when he can. Uh, it's just hard for him to get time off and stuff like that. But we have we have a lot of things coming in this year. Uh, we're gonna beef up the Patreon. Um, you know, we're changing up our merch site and everything. And so that's how you support us is buy merch. Because you know what, I don't even care about the money about the merch. Uh, more or less, I want to see the fans rep it and show off the podcast and they enjoy like that's what i'm about like the money is nothing to me um obviously one day it would be nice to make um even a living off this who knows if that ever happened i'm optimistic um because other podcasts have done it that i think are worse than us uh for sure <coughs> stereo 51 um <laughs> but uh i i do think that like i would just rather people rep it like we don't make too much off the merch but man wearing those shirts and showing them off and having other people like oh what's that that's how you get you know word of mouth is the best way to spread podcasts also leave a rate rate and review rate and review us it also helps us out a lot too yeah you fucks yes so we'll we'll come up with our next topic uh for this i'll think of something i might i don't know maybe do some true crime or paranormal or something i know that's what i was literally gonna say I got some, bro. After this, I'll tell you what I got. Okay. I got some shit. We have some. We have, we me and Wamwa dive back into history. We have lots of options to go into. Like we've mentioned Joan of Arc, which will happen, but that's probably going to be a big, big two-hour yeah. episode. That'll probably it's be deep. a big one. That's a, that's a that's deep. All right, yeah. um, you know, stay strange, all you strange fuckers. Hail Fauci. Great. <laughs>